Brian Powell of I Run Far here with Tom Owens after his fourth place finish of the 2019. Congratulations, Tom. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, that was a tremendous performance and a smart one. How do you feel about your race? Absolutely delighted. Um, uh, I, I, it's my first long, really long 100-mile race. I had zero expectation, but um, the one thing I wanted to do was finish. So I did that, and I, I finished well. So, yeah, yeah. delighted. And uh, you come from a, in your long career, from a very short distance racing background and on the fells and trails and whatnot. Um, do you manage to, to temper your, your, yourself from the outset? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it, it was pretty hard because they, at the start line, the music is kind of pumping out and you get really hyped up and then it's quite a flat run out for the first 10 K or so. So it started really fast. But, um, yeah, I just uh, told myself, you know, I need to hold back and um, take it easy because uh, even though it might feel reasonably slow anyway, it's I want to be running running at the end of a 100-miler. <laughs> and um, uh, so, yeah, I was reasonably sensible for, for a change. I think I, <laughs> I did another long race, 100K in uh, uh, July and you know, it went off a bit fast there. So that yeah. was a good, good Well, we'll jump off to that, off to that topic for a bit. Like you've run a couple of races in that hundred to 125 K. Yeah. TDS. Yeah, last TDS year. Yeah. yeah. So you've gone in that direction and, and you've had okay, some okay results. TDS, your longest race to date or mm -hmm. before this weekend wasn't a good no, result. A day, yeah. 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 Did you any, learn any lessons from those? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think uh, I mean, TDS was a really tough day, um, but I made it tougher by kind of, you know, being in the top 10 early on. Uh, I did CCC the year before, and um, again, I started off pretty well, reasonably fast in the top few and uh, detonated, but kind of managed to keep it going for yeah. an okay fifth. But uh, it was a lot of redlining for that. So I would. I really wanted to enjoy the experience of the UTMB and get around it in one piece and um, uh, so treated it with an awful lot of respect. Is that like a piece of advice you'd give others, whether they're elites or not, in, in heading into oh, UTMB? Definitely, yeah. I think you've got to, well, for me, be very, very patient and um, it's amazing to see the, the kind of carnage uh, along the way and just people dropping out here, there and everywhere and not necessarily where you expect to see people kind of sat on the side of the trail and uh, yeah, and it's all mainly from uh, going a bit fast yeah. early on. And they were doing that at 60k probably. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember, yeah, certainly, um, yeah, really before before um, Cormier. And were you able to actually like enjoy yourself and focus on that a little bit in the early going? Um, yeah, I mean, it was all quite a new experience, like running in the dark and with, with a headlamp. And um, so I was a little nervous for that. But once I settled into it um, and uh, I kind of backed off a, a bit more and got even more comfortable, I, I really did enjoy it. The temperatures were great at night mm -hmm. um, and uh, sunrise was really special. Mm -hmm. Kind of not being around lots, the, the support is absolutely incredible when you go through towns, but also being uh, kind of solitary for large parts of the race was really incredible um where were you, were you in somewhere along grand col when the sun came up or yeah so just starting that climb and it really gave a massive massive boost um so 
yeah, there were there was a lot I really enjoyed, you know, running with other runners and having little yeah. chats on the way, and um, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a lot of pain there too, but uh. well, that's to be expected. <laughs> uh, when did you start uh, sort of giving it a little more effort? Um, so I think it was actually when it started to get light. Um, I wanted. I told myself I need to get to Cormier. Um, which is about 70 or 80 K feeling pretty fresh. Uh, and I got there and had a, had a massive, uh, kind of boost from the crowd and felt pretty good. Um, so actually maybe from there I pushed the, that climb a little bit. Um, but then, yeah, I think from kind of around Col de Ferret was when I, I really started to, to move up a little bit. Um, and there were, there were plenty of people out there to, to catch. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was normally someone on the horizon to to see. Um, so um, yeah, it worked out pretty well. Did yeah, that give um, you a mental boost? Uh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. And uh, when did you start knowing like this was a going to be a really good day? Did you? Um. Well, yeah, I didn't actually know my position until I got to Cormier, and then I was told I was in eleventh, which yeah. was a big surprise. Mm -hmm. And I think that was largely due to people dropping out because I, I probably would have thought I was in about twentieth there. Um, and then when I caught my friend Andy Simmons just after uh, off the top of Cove, uh, the ferret, he said, "No, oh, you're moving really well. You can, you can, you know, you can probably get through to a podium if you keep that going." And I kind of didn't quite believe it, but then I guess it kind of worked away in my head and thought, oh, "Well, actually." Um, you know, I feel good energy wise mm -hmm. and, um, muscular wise. Um, so might as well, you know, keep it steady and see what happens. And you've been around the sport long enough and probably follow some races or talk to your friends who've done these that at the end of a long race like this, there's still attrition. Like you're yeah. still going to be people dropping out or coming back. Definitely. So. Yeah. That was the yeah piece of advice that kind of in that last 40 or 50 K things can change so much. And it was really in my head that, you know, uh, you know, people can come past at the end or explode and um, it's never well, How do you keep yourself from becoming one of them? Yeah, it's, it's tough. I, I, I did very much try and focus on my own thing. You know, I, I, I fell over early on and my knees were, were agony for, for 100k or so on the descent. So I had to really just concentrate on like taking lots of deep breaths and um, taking one step at a time quite literally wow. so just to get through that I was fine on going uphill but um so I I kind of I guess I didn't think too much about anything else apart from that yeah that's that's kind of crazy because you're a really good descender so to have that yeah compromised it was unusual yeah normally I would have hoped to have pulled through on the descents but um it was more yeah the other way around nice um, you were out there with Andy uh, Simmons about a bit. Uh, did you actually spend time on the trail with him out there much? Uh, a little bit, yeah. We ran, probably ran um, a few miles together, um, which, I mean, it was great. Um, I, I thought he'd actually dropped out a little earlier. I saw someone else in a, in a Scott um, outfit um, who dropped out, but it was, it was Alex Nichols, actually. Yeah. So I was really delighted to see... Um, it's sad for Alex, but I was delighted yeah. to see Andy still still going. He's been running with him for years. Yeah, I mean, so, you go back to it. I know you go back to 2008 when you yeah. ran Trans Rocks but I'm assuming you yeah, knew he got me into hill running in 2004, I so, think. So, 
um, yeah, it was great to share some miles with him and uh, done a lot of paired races and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was, yeah, great to see he was still moving well. And um, uh, yeah, it was a big confidence boost, I think. So in those like final kilometers, whether it's a couple or 30 or 40, he's behind you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know how strong he is. Are you thinking at all about don't not let Nandy catch you? Um, Oh, it was a strange one because uh, I kind of get, kept getting mixed reports that okay. the Japanese runner was ahead of Andy and, you know, people would say there's someone 20 minutes behind or half an hour behind. So actually I knew I had quite a gap okay. behind, but I um, I was concentrated on the guy ahead, yeah. Scotty, who was having a, a great run. Again, it didn't start so smooth for him, but he was charging through. But I kind of pretty much caught him at um, uh, Champex Lack. Or we were at the checkpoint out together. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, I never, I, I just couldn't catch him. And so, but after a while, I uh, yeah, just had to kind of concentrate on survival. And it was a kind of funny position to be in. Were you ever tempted, like when you're your Champagne Lock together, like that's a good ways through the race. Like, were you tempted to, to almost try to reach in too much and, and push um, it? I think I worked pretty hard to. Um, to, to, to catch up to him on the climb there yeah. so um, yeah and then when he, he left the aid station I, I couldn't see him again and I worked hard on the next climb and I actually got some pretty good feedback that he was kind of a minute ahead two minutes ahead and then he was pulling away as I was losing on the descents and he, he was so strong and um, yeah fair play I just couldn't catch him yeah uh, if I understand correctly you were almost not going to start the race um, was it considering it was there a foot injury? Oh, I've been injured. Um, <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> when haven't you been injured? <laughs> yeah, I've had a bad ankle for the last yeah. couple of years, which is okay. a, a, a really bad tendon, which um, uh, it's been quite good recently, but I need to, it's very unstable. Okay. And um, so actually one of the uh, motivations for doing this race was it was a bit, hopefully not hammering the descent so much and a bit um, more in control. Yeah, um, but it, it held up uh, great from that, that point of view. No, no. Does it? Did it stem from a, like a traumatic injury or just you over it's an overuse? Yeah. yeah, so it's um, kind of a ruptured perineal uh, tendon and, and a, a ligament there. So you've it, been beating that up for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, oh, it's kind of held together with tape, and it, it it was the least of my worries during the race, to be honest. Perfect, that worked out. Um, so you have been doing this for a long time, coming from hill running back in 2004 yeah. how have you evolved as a, a runner over those years um i don't know I'm, I'm still enjoying it as much today as i i was when when i started and uh i guess the sport is changing it's getting bigger but it's still it's still running and trail running it, it, i i love to do new events like this and you can't you can't get much bigger than yeah. the utmb um but how does that compare you I mean you come from a i mean i've not been to a Scottish hill race, but like yeah. a very organic, very small yeah. enter on the day and yeah. run up and down a hill and go yeah. home. Um, I, I love to do, do both. Um, yeah. you know, I fell running, hill running is something that I'll always go back to. It's just so simple. And, um, uh, but then I love the adventure of traveling and mm. doing new things like this. And I think it's wonderful that the, you know, these opportunities out there and this community, you can kind of travel around the world and do some pretty cool. I mean, events. is it kind of, uh, is it cool that there's we're in a sport that there's so many flavors though? like if you're playing golf you're golfing if you're yeah. shooting playing basketball you're yeah. you're playing the same game of basketball but you can 
yes. be a runner and yeah, do for a sure. So many distances and terrains and um, yeah, it's really motivating to do different things and uh, you know we're very lucky to do that. So babying your tendon a little bit was a, one reason to do this. What are, what are the reasons? Were there for to, to either run UTMB or just step up in distance to yeah. your first hundred miler? Well, I think um, yeah, I've been running you know for for a while now and it's it's always been the big iconic event and uh, it happened that this year i had enough points mm-hmm. uh, so it seemed uh, and i had uh, enough ranking to get an entry uh, without doing a ballot uh, mm-hmm. so it just seemed like a good opportunity to do it and it was uh, I, I entered without giving it too much thought and that was me in so um it's kind of always been on on the horizon but yeah just delighted to have actually done it yeah was it everything you expected and hoped it was uh yeah it was a a massive adventure and uh yeah really emotional it was yeah it it was incredible man you looked pretty excited when you were running down that home stretch yeah it was an amazing feeling to to get into chamonix and um especially with the knees and trying to you know concentrating so hard not to you know trip up uh, with um uh, it, yeah, it was really, really emotional when the support was there and there were, oh, it, yeah, it's hard. Did to you ever your, lose it a little bit? Almost, yeah, and because uh, you're just so depleted anyway and, you know, been awake for so long and, uh, yeah, really, really emotional and thankful and, um, yeah, relieved. Uh, yeah, <laughs> relieved to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything else on your schedule for this year? um no not really it's um, been a pretty kind of short season and um i think this is gonna yeah take a take a few weeks to recover from so i actually get a scan on my ankle um in in a month or so so that will kind of determine um if i if, if, I, if I need a surgery on it or yeah. if um yeah, on, the, so. on the upside like you've just completed a tremendous yeah. event and, and heading into winter like there's a time to absolutely that's yeah. the idea so no i'm really happy yeah. and um yeah, I don't think there'd be anything too much more this year. Yeah, well, congratulations on a tremendous <laughs> run, Brian. Tom, and good Thanks. to see you again. Likewise. <laughs> yeah, cheers.